Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> what is it do everybody how's it going it has been a minute uh but we are back film code once again season four this year we're hoping to do bigger and better things we are officially on youtube so this will be one of our first episodes that you will be seeing our lovely faces in my messed up camera so <laughs> there you have it join as always pro, pro tip never buy a camera off of wish.com exactly <laughs> joined once again this season by the great man with the greatest hair of all time zach Sneef. zach how are you sir man i'm doing great uh i think has there been a lot of i i think i've had a lot of life changes uh since last season but still going through some things and uh figuring some stuff out but overall we're we're doing great Going to the gym, losing some weight. Life's great right now, so can't complain. New friends, love that. So, yeah. Well, you look beautiful. <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. <laughs> and of course, joined we we uh by uh we 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 counted the votes, we counted them twice, we recounted them, and it is the case. He is our season three. Code-breaking champion, the one and only, Brandon. Congratulations, sir. Thank you, man. Just like Santa Claus, we made, we made our list and checked it twice. It is good to be here officially as your season three code-breaking champion. Uh, I'm waiting on that trophy. Um, yes. Whenever that, should, whenever that arrives. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it is good to be back. Um, we did take a couple-month break between just life stuff going on and just um getting ready for season four we let a couple movies build up and uh, that's kind of what we're gonna do today is we're just gonna speaking of those movies building up we're just gonna dive into some movies that um i guess we can call it a um early summer catch-up uh episode because yeah. there's a lot that we saw went and saw and we just never discussed on the podcast so we're like cool let's go through just kind of burn through them all dive into um what we did or didn't like about the film and yeah so without further ado, I will pass back to Phoenix to start us off with our first film. Yeah, so we got a long list of films. And let's start on a happy note, I guess. <laughs> we'll start on a happy note, and we'll start with one that is fairly recent. So we all had a chance to see a new comedy, Joyride, starring uh, Ashley Park, uh, Sherry Cola, and Stephanie Hsu. Um this was all-female, all-Asian-led comedy. Uh, it was a raunchy, R-rated comedy. Very sex-positive. Uh, I loved this movie. I thought it was hilarious. It's got some really great, funny gags in it. Uh, they do push the hard R. They're not even, they, they're not even close to kidding on that, uh, especially one particular scene that I've thought of a couple of times. <laughs> Since leaving the, the, the one theater. with the tattoo. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, very, very funny movie. Uh, Zach, what did you think of Joyride? 
Oh man, I I love that movie, and uh, for me too. I think uh, with the other story going on too, with the uh, you know her searching for her father and or not father, sorry, her mother, birth mother, yeah, yeah, sorry, not not father, mother, like her birth mother, like that was so like heartfelt for me. That was hard for me to that movie is hard for me to watch because I don't know my birth father, so like why like those movies always like just mess me up completely so i was just like a puddle when i got home i was i went i went to my room i didn't want to talk to anyone i was like, I was like yeah i'm done for the night you you throw in the emo music too <laughs> uh, no no but uh yeah i just went to bed and i was like yeah i i'm just gonna sleep <laughs> Uh, for me, I'm kind of in the same boat with you guys. Like it was a it was a solid film. Um, the the comedy was there. It was really funny, and the emotional moments were there. Um, just I think the performances were great, and seeing Stephanie Hsu in, in just another role, getting just back to back roles now is just freaking great. Like she deserves everything that has come into her with her acting career. Like. I'm I'm shocked she didn't win best act. She was my pull for best actress at the Oscars. Surprised she didn't get it, but um, but yeah, I am really looking forward to seeing more of her work um as her career progresses. But that being said, so um, star rating on this film. Uh, what do you guys think, Phoenix? Um, I'm going solid. Mm, I'd say three stars. Um. Yeah, like I had a good time with it. It's a it's a good funny movie, and I think as far as comedies go, like it's solid. I think it may have a little bit too much uh, Asian centered humor in it, and I'm like, if you're not, you know, particularly familiar with the culture, um, it could be lost on you. But it does have some great gags that are like, you know, what I'm saying pretty universal that I dig. Um, but yeah, overall, and I do think the heart was solid. The, the scene where she, you know, sees her mom's message, that one that one kind of broke me up too, not going to lie. Uh, but yeah, overall, I thought it was solid. I would love to see a movie with these actors again. I think, you know, obviously Stephanie, she was amazing. Um, but Ashley Park was incredible leading the movie. So yeah, I dug it. I would, I would totally watch it again. Yeah. I, I'm gonna have to follow up with Phoenix here. Um, I also gave it three stars. Like it's it's a solid movie. It's a solid comedy, and mm-hmm. like like it, it did have the emotional moments for me. Just it's I it's it's just I think it's just bottomed out at three stars. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, this is where I'm gonna disagree and give it the actual rating it deserves, which is four. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys are haters on it. It's fine. It's cool. More than a mid movie. It's a great movie. I loved it. I connected with it. I'm not Asian, but uh, I know a lot of Asians, and so I got the humor. I didn't think there was any like it was pretty normal for me. Like I was laughing throughout that whole movie. Oh yeah, I, I loved it. So, oh yeah, like, and, stars for me. And like definitely, like I said, I will watch it again. Like. Because I, I do think, I thought it was hilarious. In terms of comedy, I thought they did a pretty solid job. I was just like, you know, I don't, like, to me, it's like, it's not a film that I could, it's not a film where I see myself, like. Watching again? No, I could watch it again, but, like, 
I can't see myself like, you know, being like a super fan of, right? Like, it's like, I'm not going to be like, yo, you know, you got to see this. Like, it's, it's not quite there, but I do mm-hmm. think it is a pretty solid movie. Yeah, I agree with Phoenix there. Like, for me, like, I don't think that's a film I'll ever watch again. Like, it was, it's just not something I would like voluntarily sit down and be like, hey, I want something to watch. Let me just throw this on. But, uh, but yeah. So, uh, Phoenix, what's our next film? Let's talk about uh, what I'm sure is Brandon's favorite film of the year, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. (laughs) Oh, man. What happened? James Mangold, what happened? Man, what happened? I just, I need you to answer that for me. What happened? Like, for me, Dial of Destiny just, it really missed for me. Like, I'm a huge fan of Crusade and Raiders, and I think Indiana Jones might be my favorite franchise of all time. It should have ended at Last Crusade. Crystal School is okay. Like, I've always said it's okay. It's it's not terrible. It's like a solid two and a half, maybe three star movie. But Dial of Destiny, man, just I just did not vibe with that film at all. Just there's so many times, like, yeah, I get it, plot armor, and that could be applied to every other Indiana Jones film. But the plot armor here was dialed up to like a thirty. If th- if this man wasn't Harrison Ford, or if this man wasn't Indiana Jones, he'd be dead in like twenty minutes of this film, like as old Indy. I just, I, the whole time travel aspect was flat for me. Mads Mikkelsen did a great job as the villain, but I mean, he was nothing special. Helena was okay. That kid was terrible. Yeah. (laughs) There's just so much that didn't work for me. Like, and I'm not saying this. I like, I'm saying this as somebody who's talked twice. Like I thought I just had a bad day or something. Watched it. I'm like, this is just okay. It's not good at all. And then I gave it a rewatch. I'm like, yeah, no, okay. My my opinions are set on this. I'm it's just no, I'm not okay with this movie. And it's unfortunate to say. Like, it just it lacked the Steven Spielberg touch of magic. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Spielberg did all of the other ones, right? Spielberg did all the others, yes. George Lucas wrote them all. Um, and then this one was a, just a giant curveball. And I think it's because he was working on Fablemans at the time and West Side Story. Right. But. Um, so I come into this a little bit differently because the only other Indiana Jones movie I've seen was Raiders. And and I when I say I come into this differently, I come into it very differently. So disrespectful. I thought, I thought Raiders was terrible. I So I, disrespectful. I genuinely don't get it um phoenix am i about to be upset right now (laughs) i don't know but like like i just i found raiders to be it's just not my kind of movie like i'm sorry i think i think it's very nostalgia heavy and i think it had i seen it at the time that it was out i might share that nostalgia but like i don't have like that sense of of where this movie was, the time capsule that it was in. So to me, it just it doesn't work on just technical levels as a movie, um, in terms of acting and and a whole bunch of things. Um, so Dial of Destiny, I had a little bit more favor for because 
you know, it's more modern and like they've updated, you know, acting techniques. So it's, it's a lot smoother than, than Raiders is to me. Um, but that being said, it's not great. <laughs> like, like, it's not great. Um, I think it's, it's a serviceable action adventure movie. Um, I think if you have very deep ties to indie, like if you, like I said, if you grew up with these movies or something, I can see how this would disappoint you. To me, this 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 didn't disappoint me. It just it just wasn't um, like I wasn't blown away by it. It was it was very pedestrian in my eyes. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't. I'm, I'm scared to see your thoughts on Temple of Doom and Last Crusade. <laughs> uh, if I ever get around to them, um, but yeah, this one didn't do much for me. As much as I love Phoebe Waller-Bridge, I hated her character in this movie. Like, yikes. <laughs> like, just uh, See, my issue wasn't with her directly. It was all the subplots wrapped around her. Mm. Just like the whole, oh my gosh, yeah, like, I, I had a fiancé I left for just to get money from him. And just, no. <laughs> this wasn't yeah. it. It just Zach, it wasn't it. It wasn't Zach, it. I'm yeah. hear your thoughts. Um, I hated it. <laughs> I like the story was just very like even though it's about like first of all, it's not at the heart of Indiana Jones, kind of like what he actually does, kind of like the same with Crystal Skull. Like it's all very like supernatural. And I, I get like there's been ones where it's like, yeah, Rachel, that that I can okay, whatever, right? But like the whole you know, aliens, and now we're going to time travel, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it didn't work last time. I don't know why you thought it would work this time. And it's just unnecessarily long for the, the movie it is. You could cut out half of that movie and get the same result. Could have easily shaved off, like, a good 30 minutes. Yeah. It was, it was pretty bad. Yeah. I wasn't moved by it, but at the same time, since I'm not attached to the Indiana Jones movies, I guess I had a little bit more appreciation for it, but again, not much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'm interested to see hear, see you guys' ratings on this one. What do you got? My first viewing, I gave it a one and a half. My second viewing, after it cemented it for me, and I was constantly being told I'm wrong for my opinions. I dropped it down to one star. Um, I I can't get it any higher than that. Maybe it'll go back to one and a half, but just, I was so looking forward to this movie and it just fell really, 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 really flat for me. Zach, what about you? I gave it two and a half, but I'm most likely going to move it down to a two. Yeah, I'll ride that two and a half. Uh, for me, like I said, it was about the same as I felt for Raiders, which wasn't much. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> thought it was okay. Uh, not great, not the not the best, but I've never really been a fan, so you know, <laughs> just kind of went went in one ear and out the other for me. <laughs> All right. So let's move on to what I'm sure will be my favorite of these bunch. Uh, let's talk Wes Anderson's new film, Asteroid City. Uh, Zach, why don't you kick us off? What were your thoughts on Asteroid City? 
man i i loved it like the the everything about that movie i love um the scenes are all as always beautifully shot um and honestly like i was laughing throughout that whole movie i thought it was like very subtly hilarious like it was very dry Mm -hmm. but it was hysterical i loved it um yeah i i couldn't get enough of it i would love i haven't seen it again since but i'll probably watch it again here soon because i have access to it so um yeah i freaking love that movie i think that's my favorite next to grand budapest hotel wow i really did like asteroid city like a lot yeah, that no, that's high praise. Because <laughs> yeah. like Grand Budapest is probably. I'm not like, saying it's up, yeah, but I really, I really loved it. I think compared to, like, I think that's one of my like next to Grand Budapest. I'm not saying it's up by Grand Budapest, but it's one of his better ones for sure. I I tend to agree. Um, so Asteroid City is about uh, it's about this convention that they have out in the desert somewhere but um science convention where like all of these kids come to show off these inventions the crazy thing is like like some of these inventions are like like really like next level like like they're probably dangerous (laughs) somebody had a ray gun yeah like some of them are pretty dangerous but like midway through you realize that that's not exactly what the movie is about it's actually them you know making a play about what what this is and then there's an alien like it's so weird like it's so weird dude the alien fucking <laughs> cra- sorry the alien cracked me up yeah dude when it's revealed to be jeff goldblum <laughs> i lost it <laughs> but yeah like i'm with you zach like i laughed all the way through this thing like it genuinely has some of the best dry humor that i've ever like ever seen and Wes Anderson is just known for that. Like, that's just his style. But no one does Wes Anderson's style as good as Wes Anderson. Like, like dude is... He said, stop sending him these damn videos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, people have tried to do, like, like, Wes Anderson videos. And it's it's funny because some do it... There, there's like, there's two groups that do that meme, that, that template. There are those who uh, actually seen a Wes Anderson film. And there are those who... Go, hey, this is popular. Let me hit on hop on this bandwagon of using this trend. Mm. And you it's easy to tell who has or hasn't seen a Wes Anderson right. film. <laughs> and like this one, man, like you had probably one of his most stacked casts ever. Like you had Jason Schwartzman, uh, Tom Hanks, Brian Cranston, Brian Cranston, uh Edward Joe, Scarlett Johansson. Tony Revolori, like uh so many people. I'm I'm forgetting people. Jeffrey Wright was in this. Like it was it was just a stacked cast. Tilda Swinton, of course, had to be in here. Like Dude, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody, Leaf That Shrunk. man is getting so much work lately. Yeah. And like, but like every aspect of it was so incredibly funny. Uh-huh. Like, like not just like them in the desert, but like them as them playing the characters and them, um, you know, dealing with like the ramifications of being in, in quarantine and stuff like that. It was just all so unique, interesting, and like entertaining. Like that's the one thing I will give Wes Anderson, even if his movies are vague and not exactly clear, 
Like, dude knows how to write an entertaining movie. Like, yeah. Yeah. So See, for me, when it comes to Wes Anderson, I feel like every celebrity wants to work with this guy because there are so many cameos in this movie. And, like, I mean, Maya Hawk had a huge role. Uh, Margot Robbie had a cameo. Sophia you know, Lillis had a huge role. Willem Dafoe. What's like, crazy is this guy is never at the awards. No. I know. And it's unfortunate. It's, it's, I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. Man, Jeffrey Wright, Steve Carell. Come on. Like, this cast. <laughs> like, I, I wish they had a an, an Oscars. Uh, sorry. An Oscars category for best ensemble yeah because he would get nominated like every time that and oppenheimer would be like the two biggest nominations this year yeah he would dominate that category every year like i mean yeah and like each different um like groups had their own little stories within you know what i'm saying within this whole thing it was just so it was just so freaking good man yeah like it was just super creative really funny like i'm with i'm with you zach i've only seen this once but like i know for a fact i'm gonna i'm gonna see this Mm. again like and probably again and again and again like i've only seen i think four wes anderson movies so far but he has not missed yet for me like he's not missed everything Uh, have you seen the royal tenenbaums I have not seen that. So, so I was gonna, I was gonna say, saying. not my favorite. Right, like he hasn't missed, but I haven't seen that. Like I've only seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, French Dispatch, uh, Asteroid City, and um, Grand Budapest Hotel. I really have to re. I keep telling that I really need to rewatch French Dispatch because when I went in, I wasn't aware of Wes Anderson's style, and I was wow. tired, and so it was very, very hard to stay awake when you're not expecting that. Right. That wasn't the first time he. Uh, that what? No, that was the first time. This that wasn't the only time he fell asleep to a Wes Anderson film. Oh yeah, I fell. I I fell asleep to Asteroid City the first time I saw it. <laughs> I was so pissed because I'd wake up and I'd hear something funny. I was like, ha ha, and I'm like, <laughs> 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 I know the people in the theater freaking hated me. Nice. No, but I loved it. So, uh, what do we give it? Asteroid City. <laughs> Solid four for me. For me, I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna go four and a half. I think I think I settled on a four as well for this one. Um, I loved it. Can't wait to see it again. I think of the four that I've seen, this is probably fourth, just because Fantastic Mr. Fox, Grand Budapest are like top tier, and then and then you know French Dispatch is also kind of like just below that. And I will put this one just below that. But mm-hmm. still, like, I've loved everything I've seen from Wes Anderson. I hope this streak continues. Uh, you know he has a train you can go to in England, and it's designed by him. Really? Yes. It does, is, is there, like, a filter on the windows that make it all pastelli or? No. <laughs> no, it's not like that. No, it's actually, it's, it's through the English countryside, but the cabins are designed by Wes Anderson. Wow. So it's expensive. I think it's like it's like two fifty, three hundred for a ride. But I, probably, I, I I would do it. I'd go. I'd yeah, go. I would. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. All so. right. So what's next? Uh, let me just recheck because I feel like I'm missing one. But we did Asteroid City, Indy Five, Joyride, 
uh, no one other one that we are doing. No hard feelings. There it is. Okie doke. So let's start. Let's go with that one. No hard feelings. Jennifer Lawrence returns to comedy in another raunchy comedy, R-rated comedy, uh, where uh, helicopter parents get her to, uh, I guess, seduce or quote date. Quote date. Yeah, their nineteen-year-old son. You know, to prepare him for the world. Basically. Date him. Date him hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly the word the terminology they use. It's so funny. Date his brains out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love J Law, man. Jen, I love J Law. Like, I will be honest. Jennifer Lawrence is the only reason to see this movie. <laughs> like, like she is the only reason I would re-watch this movie many times. Many, many times. You uh, guys have crazy reasons for watching this movie. <laughs> it's not it's not crazy we just oh, I, I mean like i think be, a lot of guys would agree yeah to be honest like it's not good like it's not a great movie it doesn't have a great premise uh it's pretty fun it's it's funny it's it's funny like funny. i don't i don't agree with the reviews of them all saying like the best comedy of the year no. i personally yeah, disagree with that no. like but i mean it was still a good film though i'd want joyride was more funny to me than this yes Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, full frontal J Law. Yeah, it's all I need. Sign me up. I'm there for it. Like, I'm there again and again and again. <laughs> just being honest here. Oh my god, we just got on YouTube. <laughs> oh well. There goes our monetization. <laughs> oh, is this going on? Is this one going on YouTube? Yes. yes. Oh, hi, everyone. <laughs> we secretly filmed you watching the trailer. No, but yeah, the reason I keep ducking like this, guys, is I'm watching J Law scene again. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, no, No Hard Feelings was, a, I think, a, another solid comedy movie. Um, like, I think Joyride was definitely funnier, but like it had some solid moments. It had some really moments that made me just like burst out laughing. And I mean, that's all that's all I can really that's all I really expected from this movie. So, I mean, I went in satisfied, left satisfied. It was a good film. I was so, just, yeah, like the comedy for the most part, I think works. My issue was like, like it didn't have anything else after that. Yeah, it just after the whole like reveal of like he oh, I knew it was going to happen about him finding out that she was paid by the parents I knew it was going to do like the typical rom-com of either they get back together or they remain friends or whatever it it was predictable from the start mm -hmm. so well my biggest problem was this movie with sorry my biggest problem with this movie was the trailers yeah I heard they watched the trailers. They I heard they gave away everything away though. Literally gave everything away way too much. Like the funniest parts of that movie are in the trailers. Like and it's Damn. upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, except for the uh the counselor. Oh yeah. Or his old babysitter. His yeah. old, his old nanny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh yeah, he's like, your property tax is going up. I don't want this place anymore. <laughs> oh crap! <laughs> they, yeah, they, 
there were some, yeah, like outside of outside of what they showed in the trailer. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about it now. Like, they gave pretty much everything away. Like, the party scene where she like, you know, gets throat punched. Yeah, when she gets punched, like they gave that away. They gave away the car scene. Uh, they they go back to that gag at the end, and I I don't like it. I think it's probably the the most amateurish decision that they made because it's like it's I after everything that happens before before that moment, it feels very tacked on for laughs, and I'm like, it's not funny. <laughs> like it's just not funny. Um, but yeah, other than that, I thought it was okay. Again, Jennifer Lawrence is really the only reason to see it. Um, I do think the parents were hilarious. They had some funny moments. Yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong with Matthew Broderick. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so whatever, what was everyone's... Oh, go ahead, Phoenix. Yeah, no, I was going to say that that was pretty much all I had to say about it. it. Just It didn't go that extra step for for a comedy that I felt like it, it, it needed to, to really branch out. But yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is amazing, and I hope to see her in more comedies. So what are we giving No Hard Feelings, guys? I'm going to give the solid three stars for No Hard Feelings. Solid three and a half for me. Um, like I said, I didn't really go in with any expected expectations, and I left satisfied, so yeah. I mean, I, I left satisfied, too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm not shaming you for your half star less. I'm just saying, like, you know yeah. what? Maybe for J Law, I'll give it an extra half star. <laughs> Phoenix, uh, I think I settled on a solid two and a half stars for this one as well. Um, yeah, it just didn't impress me much past those few things. So, two and a half for me, three for you guys. Yeah, overall solid film. All right, so now. Let's talk about the main event. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about. We're gonna be a little conflicted here. The I one say that. The the one the only, okay, maybe not the only because there's like four thousand variants, but <laughs> Spider Man across the Spider Verse, uh, hands down, I think probably the best movie of the year, depending on who you ask. Uh, definitely among the top, I think in the top three so far for 2023. Um, so this is the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, everybody from the original returns. Um, we get some new characters who are amazing. And, <laughs> and the story of Miles Morales as Spider-Man continues and his journey to accepting who he is and and what that means and what it means to actually be Spider-Man. So um, there are so many different layers to this movie. I've been watching like breakdowns of like people like talking about this since I've seen it. I saw it, I want to say four, maybe five times in wow. theater. I love this movie. Like I had a blast with this movie. It is way too long. <laughs> I will say that. It's probably too long. But other than that, I, I got nothing but love for it. What did you guys think of it? I'll let Zach go first because I have a lot of things to say about this. Well, I haven't seen it four or five times. I only saw it once. But the <laughs> one time I did see it, uh, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. 
Personally, I think they did a really great job handling uh, cameos. I don't think it was like overdone to where it was like cheesy. I think it was very well balanced. Um, everything, the story for me was on point. Some of the comedy, uh, of course, like there's some really funny moments throughout that movie. So overall, I had a great time with uh, Spider-Verse and I would agree, Phoenix, like if, if it's not in the top three of the year for someone, I would kind of question it because it's it's really well made, really well done. And I'm excited to see the next one and what they do for the finale of like the trilogy. So I'm excited and I loved everything about that movie. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> Listen, I have no. it at number five it, as of as of today's recording. Prior to seeing, like halfway into the year, prior to seeing Oppenheimer and all that, anything after, anything pre-Barbie and Oppenheimer on, I have not seen yet. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is number five in my list of 2023 films. I have it rated very, very high. It's a great movie. I think it's great. I just said that. I think it's awesome. I think the characters involved are hilarious. I think they work. I think the drama works. I think the characters work so freaking well. So it's number five because... It has no ending. Because it it literally says part I know it says to be continued. But watch... See, but after, see, quick thing about Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. It is a part one. That film has an ending. That film has a solidified, like actual ending to the film. Okay. This one, I... this one ended right when things were about to get good, and now we have to wait another four years. Listen, things I, were li- good throughout the movie. Yes, exactly. But again, I have it rated very, very high, but it is not a five star rating because it has no ending. I'm and not saying it's a five star, but if it's still not in your top three, man, I, I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> you have four five star movies, huh? You have four five star movies this year. No, I have two five star. Okay, movies. That, that's what I'm saying, and it's not number three. So what's going on? Doesn't need to be number three. What do you have ahead of it? Dead. Re- all, right, all right, from one to four. Dead Reckoning, John Wick four, Covenant, and Guardians three. You have Covenant up there, dude. The Covenant's so freaking good. But well, that's a conversation have, for another have, time. You have Covenant above. I, Brandon. Listen, I, I have, sa- no. save this conversation for the end of the year discussion. I'm I'm just saying this film has no ending, but it is still you great. you have Guardians above it? Dude. Yes. I don't see the problem. There's, there's a big problem. No. There's a big problem. Nope. But that being said, Across the Spider-Verse is great. The animation is top tier. But I cannot justify it not having an ending. I think, without a doubt, this is one of the most overrated movies of all time. People are saying that 12 Angry... Like, people are comparing this to 12 Angry Men. Like, what? I don't know, the, I don't know what you're talking about there. But... yeah, no, I, I will I, say- Dude, I've seen so many Instagram comments, so many TikToks. No, people are crazy. To 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 this point, and like yes, recency bias aside, um, like 
technically, it is so incredibly well made. Like the movie is so incredibly well made. What I love so much about it really is like to your to your argument about you know the ending or whatever. Um, I don't care, <laughs> like, right? Like I don't care because there's so many things that are happening throughout the story that are broadening and deepening these characters, their relationships and how they move through through this life and what that means for the, the overall story of Spider-Man and, and who that person is and who he is behind the mask and what exactly it means to carry that mantle. So much of that stuff is happening through each character that I'm like, by the time it ends, I'm like, yeah, I'm sorry that it, it, it ends and it kind of ends abruptly, but I don't care because I've gained so much from the stories of each of these different characters that we got a chance to explore. And that to me is the story. That to me is the meat. That is why I'm like, it works and it works so incredibly well. And, and I think it's really, really impressive that they were able to get that much for so many characters in one movie. Like the growth in depth that we see Peter B. Parker go on, that we see uh, uh, Gwen, obviously, Gwen goes on, that we see uh, even Spider-Man India has to reckon with the fact that, you know, he's a fresh new Spider-Man and he hasn't really had that trauma yet. And then he avoided it because of Miles. Right, you got so many different characters who have so much depth to them that will get explored further, obviously, in the next movie. But I think they did such an incredible job of bridging that in this movie. And I think, listen, and I completely agree. Yeah, just the only thing bringing it down for me is it does not have an ending. I get Beyond the Spider Verse is here, and my opinions may change when Beyond the Spider Verse gets here. But as of right now, star rating up front. It is a four and a half for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't understand what the backlash is here. <laughs> no, four and a half there. That's fine. <laughs> I'm like, to me, right, like, there's only one other movie that I have above this. And that's because it's probably one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> like, Which movie? Past Lives. <laughs> like, okay, that's a fair yeah. Once you see Past Lives... I can't wait to see it. Brandon, my hate is stemming from the fact that you have the Covenant and Guardians above it. Hey, man. To you okay. <laughs> but, like, yeah. To me, I think just the story, like, like, especially because a lot of people really, really loved Into the Spider-Verse. Like, and I was one of the people who's like, I think y'all are being a bit too high on Into the Spider-Verse. Like, I was definitely like, I was like, Brandon, like, I think y'all are overrating the hell out of Into the Spider-Verse. And so... Into the Spider-Verse is not a five-star film for me. It's not for me either. Like, I didn't say it was that either, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, but to get Across the Spider-Verse, and Across the Spider-Verse is so much better. Like, and I love Into the Spider-Verse, but Across the Spider-Verse is so much better than Into the Spider-Verse. It's insane. So, like, I think to me, to have that jump from what I thought was a pretty good movie to a stellar like like literally like one of the best films of the year type movie I just think that's that's insane like, like 
that's insane. So that growth and the, the story itself, which I think is so layered with so many different characters. I mean, I didn't even talk, like I was talking Spider-Man. I didn't even talk about, you know, Miles' mom and dad. Like they get more depth, this story. Spot is, you took a D tier villain, like, and made him one of the most dangerous villains, like Spider-Man has ever faced. Like, dude, like everything I love, everything about this movie is insane. I, I just think it's so good. We'll see what happens in Beyond the Spider-Verse. And I think that movie is going to somehow exceed this one, which I don't even know if that's possible. <laughs> I have a feeling it will. I think it might end up being like, if Beyond the Spider-Verse is good, like, listen, like I said, Across the Spider-Verse is fantastic. But since it doesn't have an ending, it doesn't mean much yet until Beyond the Spider-Verse gets here. Once Beyond the Spider-Verse gets here, it might end up being the best, one of the best trilogies of all time. I can, I can... I can clear like I get I'm trying to predict that now, but we'll see. Like there they have the, the the release date slated for next March. There is zero chance this releases next March. Nah, it's getting no way. There's no question. It's definitely like it like the fact it took Haley Steinfeld like four years to record her lines for Across the Spider-Verse shows the timeline that's ahead of us. Yeah, yeah. Well it'll be at least a year, maybe two. Maybe three. <laughs> yeah, so, but Zach, what do you get? What did you give across the Spider Verse? I went with a solid four and a half stars. Okay, and Brandon, you also went with four and a half stars. Four and a half. I I took the leap, bro. I went that four or five stars. To me, this is one hundred percent one of the best movies of the year. It is literally second on my list, only behind the greatness that is past lives. Uh, yeah, I, like I said, I saw this movie four or five times in theaters. I can't wait to see it again. <laughs> I'm so over the moon about it, but that's four and a half from Brandon and Zach, five from me. Did you guys get a chance to see any of these movies that we talked about across the Spider-Verse, Asteroid City, Joyride, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, No Hard Feelings. Love to know what was your favorite out of this bunch. Uh, I think pretty obvious for me it was across the spider-verse but but what did you guys think and let us know uh you can find us now on twitter instagram and threads <laughs> oh yeah i forgot we made threads yeah so let us know all right so we ran through the gamut there we caught up we're officially caught up on what uh has been out since we've been out and now i want to know What's good, guys? What's good, what's good, what's good? What's good, what's good, what's good? I have a lot of what's good. <laughs> Zach, what have you been watching? What would you recommend? What's been good for you, sir? Oh, gosh. Let me see. What's good for me recently? Um... You know, I've seen, I think a lot of the movies we talked about have been probably like some of my favorites personally uh, since like the last time we spoke. I did also enjoy The Blackening. I thought it was good. Um, Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I was laughing through the movie. Um, For me, it was a solid three-star movie, but it was hilarious, I thought. So even if it's not like meant to be something, you know, amazing, like it's still a good movie. 
so worth watching. It's a great comedy. Uh, so I recommend checking out The Blackening. Okay. All oh, right. well, go ahead, Phoenix. If you don't say it, I'll say the other one. I don't know what that one is. I don't know what it is. I, I'm, but if you're gonna say it, I won't mention it. So let's see. <laughs> well, the only thing that I've been watching consistently for the past few days is Mission Impossible movies. Uh, just to catch up before Dead Reckoning, I never seen the series, uh, any film in the series. So I was like, you know what, Dead Reckoning's coming out. I really, really want to see that. So I'm gonna finally check out these Mission Impossible movies. They have been amazing, <laughs> literally been amazing. Even the worst Mission Impossible movie is amazing. Um, I I can't reveal my full ranking just yet because I have to see Fallout, but uh, right now, I will say the one that I recommend the most out of out of all the ones I've seen has to be Mission Impossible Three. <laughs> Mission Impossible Three is amazing. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman is insane. He's so so good as the villain, um, and it's great action movie. Great fun. I loved it. Um, yeah, it's it's probably the one where the series finally starts going up this trajectory of awesomeness like, from there. But uh, yeah, I hella dig it. So Mission Impossible 3 would be my what's good. All right, Brandon, what do you have for us? My what's good is easily like, okay, so in the last 12 days, I've seen 18 films that are new to me. Wow. Um, and I mean, I, I'm going to go through them all at some point this season. But I think drawing the unique choice out of all of the 18 ones that I've seen. I watched a movie called Rice Boy Sleeps. Mm. It came out this year. Mm. It is directed by Anthony Shim. The fact that this is not even mainstream is beyond me. It is a Korean film and it is easily one of the best Korean films I've ever seen. It It's just, it's it's a mother-son story about this about the son growing up and just from from childhood getting bullied to who he becomes and just the chemistry between the mom and the son just about how much she does to try and provide a life for him man this film is so freaking good like i highly recommend checking it out both of you like when you get a chance please please watch this like i the the unfortunate fact that this is even going to get like like even a nod at the Oscars is just blows my mind. This movie is so freaking good. Like like Zach, you were saying that um the emotional moments for you with um Joyride. with Joyride hit you. Man, this is like a slap in the face. Mm. So on that note, actually I do want to change my movie because it wasn't brought up. We did bring it up a little bit earlier, but um I'm actually gonna change it to uh past lives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that movie. It, before you see blackening, the blackening, you would have to check out Past Lives, one of my favorites of this year. Um, I can't recommend it enough. It's uh, I guess you would say it's like kind of like a drama, but it's so well made. It's so good. It's not a super fast paced movie, but it really makes you think a lot when you watch it. 
way. Uh, just talking about that movie, bro. Like, you want to talk about a movie that just gets you right in the ah? I love that movie. Like, I love it so, so, so much. Y'all don't understand, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So, past lives, definitely. Uh, you can check out the Blackening as well because I have heard very good things about it. Rice Boy Sleeps from Brandon, and for me, Mission Impossible Three. Uh, or check out the entire Mission Impossible series if you've never watched it. It's amazing. You will not. You will not be disappointed. The movie, the series, literally has no bad movie. Like you got ones. You got ones that's not as good as others, but you don't have a bad movie the whole way through. So. I'm very excited to continue on this journey. But there you have it. That's been what's good from us. And uh, I think we're going to end it here, guys. And next week we will have officially have our first code word of the season. Uh, so we can challenge Brandon for his title as code-breaking champion. You're not taking it. Well, <laughs> That's mine and it is forever mine. And I think, I think in film code fashion, as the winner, I get first dibs on the uh, code word. That is true. All right. So we will see you guys next week. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you guys. Zach? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at Zach Sneath. That is Z-A-C-H. S-N-E-A-T-H. I'm going to start posting there. And you guys can find me on Twitter. Uh, also at Zach Sneath and Letterboxd at Z Sneaks. And Brandon, where can everybody find you, sir? You guys can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at F-A-N-T-A-S-M-I-C ears. Um, not really active on Twitter, um, getting there, uh, but Letterboxd, I'm grinding out movies, man. Um, a lot of first time watches that even like, um, our old co-host Nathan was like, dude, this is the first time watch for you. I'm like, yeah. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, no, um, happy to, happy to keep watching these movies. Cause there are so many that I've just completely missed in my entire life. I'm like, how did I miss these? And yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what I'm going to be watching moving forward. So, but yeah, thank you guys again for listening. Thank you guys um, for um, making it through us, uh, making it through it, and bearing with us on this two month break. Yes, and you guys can find me on Twitter at IMHO Reviews One. That's number one, and on Letterbox under PA Clouded. And as always, guys, please follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and now on Threads at Film Code Pod. And we will see you guys next week, season four, baby. Let's get it. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. <laughs>